What's up, guys? Welcome back to Million Dollar Conversations. I am your favorite rich auntie, Patrice Inguini, and I am accompanied. I'm not accompanied by like. Oh, he's, I'm just featuring. <laughs> he's, featuring he's Big just, T. <laughs> nobody calls you T. I'm Uncle T. Nobody we in calls the building, you that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got that alter ego. I'm Uncle T, so you know what I'm saying? We here. We are glad to be back for another episode. Yeah. Clap for us. Yes. Some sound effects going. Today, we're just going to have a conversation about a couple of things. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about some money. We're going to talk about some um, different things that are happening in media, um, social media, and everything like that, and how we feel like, yo, this is a call to action for the Christian community. The Christian creatives out there, we need to step all the way up. Mm -hmm. Um, Come into the light. Right. Draw near talking about the correlation between marriage and business and of course at the end y'all know we're going to add tax for you and we are definitely going to just let you know some things that uh, we're working on working towards and some things that we've some some gems <laughs> so to speak um that we've just come up on recently so twitty and i um not too long ago watching a movie a few weeks ago it's called the photograph um so this is an Issa ray movie it also has lakeith stanfield has a uh, laurel and has some other people uh, who I'm sure have names, but those are the and people. And we did watch it because they had black people. <laughs> we definitely watched it because it had black people. I'm sorry. We're going to go ahead and like preface that. We're like We gonna... definitely watched it because just it had black it people. And so this sparked a conversation between um, us about, one, like how, how do we gauge or filter like what we view as entertainment? Like what makes us feel like, oh my gosh, let me purchase this $12, $10, $8 movie ticket. Let me leave my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me Drive go, up to the theater. Right. Let me go sit in some popcorn infested theater mm-hmm. um, what, what, that's cold and maybe the heater in the seat may work. Maybe it doesn't. Right. And we're sitting next to teenagers who are constantly making a lot of noise because they hate the movie because they can't understand nothing that's going on. Right. But what made us feel so um, so like like almost like obligated that we had to go see it? For our people. Fist is up right now. <laughs> but after we saw the movie, which um, if you haven't seen the movie yet, like this is not a movie review, but it did spark us into a conversation about like how many Christian movies are there out there? Um, and that, why the ones that are out there so corny? And not all of them are corny, but like, you know, it, it seems like in the Christian realm of film and this is totally like this. This is totally based off of our experience thus far. Like if you know some good gems, like hand Let them over. Seriously, we are not like closed off or blindsided, like hand it over. But pretty much like where one, this is a call to action for all the the creatives out there who are Christian. Like where y'all at? And if you're already out there, like, where can we find you? We want to know. We want to see the film. We want to, whether it's on Vimeo, YouTube, wherever, I feel like sometimes it's not that they're not out there. It's that they haven't came to the, you know, commercial light that other industry people have. So, like, we're definitely up to finding them or even somebody else showcasing those talented people who are creating dope stuff all the time and are Christian. So... We're not saying that we're against it. We're saying that, hey, like, show us. Right. Um, we, I mean, the Christian writers, filmmakers, um, everything of the like, um, Christian theater, like, you know, I just want to see some things um, and I want to see some some realistic, um, um, you know, things that are happening in people's everyday life 
with the actual Christian application applied to it. Um, I want to see that. I really, really want to see that. And so that let me know um, that there is room, there is a lane, and there is a hundred thousand percent an opportunity to um, just get that and just really dive into that. We are definitely fans of that. We love indie films. We love yes, uh, the I underdog. Yeah. We love those things. So if you got that, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Um, we'd really be interested in seeing like the how we talked about how like different types of relationships are depicted, and usually they're depicted um, due to race. Um, so that they're you know in this particular film about a woman. Of course, it's a black woman. Super independent. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? And has some brokenness going on. But you know, she's functioning all the way through. Because, I mean, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, is that same depiction, is it as equal? Is it on the same playing field as if it was a non-black woman who was a lead um, in a film? I, I believe, like, when it comes to films, I just like the... The outside of the box thinking, the I, I didn't see that coming uh, type of feel when I go watch movies. But for me, not all black movies, but most black movies that we have went to support or to see, it seems like it's a rerun of another show or another film. Like it's always like there's a angle that is taking, taken that, you know, it's like, OK, that's predictable. And I want us to just evolve. And I, and I think we are getting to that place. I mean, uh, Black Panther was that place of like, oh, wow, this is different. This is new. This is, you know, you put some thought, some effort, and a lot of M's onto making this happen. So I want to see more of that, some more uh, uh, outside of the box thinking. That That's what I would love to see when it comes to film. And I don't want it just to be black film. But if we're going to be on the film anyways, portray I mean, us differently. Music, too. I, th- I definitely... Um we recently uncovered some different Christian artists who have a vibe that's not so commercial um, because I love, I love praise music. I love worship music. I love, I mean, every, but I also like, I, I naturally have an affinity towards um, slower R and B type of sounds. Um, and I don't always want it to be about bumping and grinding and being with somebody else's man. Like I want it to be about, um, you know, just God and the love of God and the love of worship and everything. So, like, you know, just I if you are a Christian creative, a Christian entrepreneur, a Christian maker, doer, visionary, whatever title you want to give yourself, but you know that you're a Christian first, please get out here and make something happen. Point right, blank, period. Right. And, and what I loved about dis- the discovery phase of an artist, a Christian artist, was that they were always there. So it's not always like, oh man, they're not out there. So for example, the, the guy I found, his name is Isla Vista, and his worship music is just completely different. It's very melodic, very yeah, yeah. soulful and sultry. And you're like, am I listening to jazz or am I listening to worship music? Like you kind of just don't know. Mm-hmm. But to him, he's giving honor and praise to God his way. Right. And seeing him do it so effortless, effortlessly um, brought... Uh, uh, just a, an awakening in my in my in my mind in my spirit of like no it's not like christian artists and people or creatives are not out there is that i have to make the effort into finding them right right so that was our little spill on some hot topics some random topics that we um ran across within this past week or so um so we're gonna kind of move on and transition into something else so it is literally 
no guests um, needed to know that we are married and we also do business together. Um, and so I was reading that um, eight out of 10 small businesses or startup businesses will fail within the first 18 months. And then I don't know what the marriage statistics are. Like, I think there's something like 80% of marriages or it's some percentage. It's um, very high. Right. It's some outrageous number will fail within the first year or something like that. And so I'm like, man, like these numbers, these high numbers are dangerously close. Um, and so there's so many people who like, you know, I don't, I mean, there's a fear of marriage just like all together. Like it's just spread around like the Corona bud light virus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like marriage. Like, well, like I talk about it in my classroom yeah. and these kids be like, what? Insert <laughs> like, Drake voice. Marriage. That's not Drake. Oh, what's his name? Soldier boy. Yeah. Act like, act like. You. I feel old. Yeah. You, yeah. You sound old. Oh, man. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like a, a plague almost. So, um, the discussion of marriage and business, like how many raw conversations are there about that? You know, if it's hard to switch hats sometimes, or if I really want to talk to you about like, hey, can you make sure the crock pot is on? I'm on my way home from work. I'm stuck in traffic right now. Um, I, you know, I just want to talk about marriage stuff, but then it's like, oh, by the way, we got like a few orders in and we got to make sure we do this and do this. Like, how do you balance all of that? Um, and I think that's something that people really want to know. Like, how do y'all do that? I think for us, it has been a, like at the beginning, it was a struggle because either one of us was on the other end. Like you'll be, maybe you'll be on marriage and be like, okay, we got to focus on this and this. And I'll be completely hustle blends. Like we got to do this X, Y, and Z. And there was no balance of like, well, I got to wash these dishes. I got to do this, this and that. And then focus on hustle blends. And it caused like a, I wouldn't call it a, a rift, but it was like, well, we need to get this house in order before we can even get to that. Right. I wasn't trying to hear nothing about no hustle blends if if <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? We ain't got no groceries in this refrigerator. I wasn't trying to hear nothing about no hustle blends. Um, but I think that, you know, one, I, I like that at times it's been, um, <laughs> it, at times it's been one who wanted it more than the other. Um, and maybe the other one was just focused on something else because it created a balance in, in a very oblique way. Um, I felt like you saw the vision and you see the vision for our business a lot sooner than I do. Um, and because I'm so consumed with the now, 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 you're looking at like, okay, this is about to happen, Patrice. This is about to be what happens next. And so we have many nights where we stay up and we roast coffee and we bag coffee and we make sure it gets out to our customers um, where we really could be sleeping, should be sleeping, really need to be sleeping because we got to go to work in the morning, (laughs) you know, and it's not easy being careerpreneurs and people make you look so cute. Like, people make nah, it look like man. it is the cutest thing <laughs> in the world. And it's not. Like, when I'm dozing off or nodding off and I have a job that I have to actively be focused, like, I have to pay attention to stuff around me, like, man, it's hard. Um, but the the conversation, I remember when we were um, engaged, and this is just any rule of thumb I'd give to anybody who's engaged and like it's like anything you have to deal with that's that feels like a big project and you feel like you got to talk about it every day this could be your wedding this could be um business this could be I don't know what else but anything in that realm on that spectrum um when it came to planning our wedding 
there was it, it got so overwhelming and so consuming that like we literally made an agreement we're only gonna talk about this on Sundays. <laughs> like we are gonna reduce the wedding talk and the wedding conversation to one day out of the week because this like everything it else consumes you. Monday through Saturday has its own right. set of issues, but we can sit down and talk about the wedding and what we got and what we don't got on this day. And it see like it 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 was cool. So we're at that point now with Hustle Blends, even though Hustle Blends happens every single day. Um, we're at a point where it's like, okay, um, first we're going to talk about this, then we're going to talk about this, and now, okay, we're going to get to Hustle Blends, like right here. So this is what we got to do for Hustle Blends. It's never just all of everything. Right. I, I think for me is like, I started to understand that marriage and business correlate. And in the past, I always thought there has to be a separate, like, entity based off of... You yawning? Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you're tired, y'all. Um, marriage and, and, and business do correlate, and the number one key in that correlation is that the people in it have to care about what they're doing mm-hmm. with the finances and with the business. So if you... Like you were talking... We were talking earlier, if you're not focused on your finances and your marriage, then how can you focus on your finances and business? in doing it, you know, that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So when we were going through that, how do we work these things and make it work for us as far as our marriage is happy, our business is happy, we're meeting both of those needs. It has to be a joint effort. But to, you know, really um, get raw with it, because I feel like it's so easy to just be like, oh, yeah, we just do this. We just talk about, you know, business on Tuesdays and then we just <laughs> go ahead and we make meatloaf. Like, I feel like that's really easy to say. But I mean, like to go back on the finances, why is it so hard to talk about finances? That is one of the um, number one dividers and reasons of divorce when it comes to marriage and married couples. So why do you think it's so hard to talk about finances? I think when it comes to finances, it's like an unwritten rule prior to marriage that, you know, what's yours, mine, what's mine is yours, until, like, you have to actually figure what that looks like. There's no practicality of, like, okay, how much is what's yours, and how much is what's mine, and how do we put that together? So you get married, and it's like, all right, like, we're doing life, we're good, like... When you talk about finances, it's not a once a month thing. I got paid, so let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's talk about the groceries. Let's talk about the entertainment budget. Let's talk about how we could be better stewards to the money that we're getting. Mm-hmm. And how do we apply that back into our lives so we can see the fruit of what we're doing? Why do you go to work if you can't really buy what you want? So, I mean, we say that and it works for us, but I mean... If there is a couple right now that's listening or if there is a single person right now that's listening, they're like, you know, I want to date. I want to get married. I want to seriously date. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to waste no time with nobody. At what point do y'all talk about finances? Think as soon as possible, the sooner the better, because you want to know how somebody handles their money. One. And you also do want people care about how, how other people handle their money or do they care how much money they make? That's a very good question. I think they care about how much somebody makes. But how much you make is not how much you keep. Oh, my God. You got money. No, but how many people ask that? Not a lot. That's a very <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine if I were dating right now that I would that would be like One of the, on the first date questions. Now. Like, that that wouldn't be it. Right. I, I really think when it comes to the dating process, we skip the 
the deep, tough questions. Like if we of were to, we do. if we re, if we were to redate, like say me and you, like go from like day one. Oh, let's redate. All right, let's let's do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I think yeah. we already do that daily. But, yeah, you uh, told me that like if I didn't have a car right now and I'm 26, like you wouldn't date. Me. There would be a question like you would get, you would question me too. I definitely wouldn't date you, but I feel like it, you should be more sensitive to the female. No. <laughs> what you doing without a car? Like, don't you got a job? So you would automatically think I'm sketchy because I don't have a car. Right. Like if Dang. you were like if you came, if you came up with a story and you're like, hey Tweety, like, you know, look, time's been rough. I had to, you know, allocate my money to my mom or my dad. But do I owe you that explanation if we're dating? If we dating, yeah. If we are because think about the dating process. This is what I don't understand about I just, it. I'm glad we got here. I like that I okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. My go question ahead. is this. You you can go deep with somebody to the point where you're in their pants. But you can't go as deep in a- as asking them questions about their finances. Shouldn't isn't that like because there's too much, that's private. <laughs> there's there's too much. That ain't your business. Oh, man. oh, so we can be intimate, but we can't. Be- I feel like people don't mind talking about their finances if they know that they're comfortable, or if they're comfortable according to their standards, or if they're able to afford the things they want to afford. And most people, if they feel like you're not in that place, like let's say like you was you was making like. You know what I'm saying? Like five figures six a month. Six figures. Ah! You know what I'm saying? Five, six <laughs> figures. You know what I'm saying? And if you was making that, and I, but I just didn't know because you weren't wearing it uh-huh. and we're dating. Right. But like, I, you know what I'm saying? Does that make you like me but, more? But most women, I'm not talking for all of us women. I mean, feel free to chime in. It's not like you can call me right now and chime in, but feel free to chime in as you listen and tell a friend um, <laughs> that... We don't ask. We look for it. We look for the money on you. Mm. Like, so would you look? Because I didn't have a job when you. Met but we me. were twi- <laughs> but we were nineteen, twenty years old. Like we weren't. It but I had like the Bieber though. But, <laughs> I mean, you could have had some rich Nigerian uncle who who swapped foreign cars. Like it, it could have, right, it could have. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have been asking all that. I didn't ask you where you got your car from. Yeah, that was a I didn't question. ask you, did you even own your car like that? But I was 20 years old. Right. But I'm saying six years later, when we, where it's a different type of thing, and we have different type of conversations every day as, married, as a married couple, and when the topic comes up, like, man, if we were to redate each other, like, what, what kind of stuff would we ask each other? Because we have single friends, we have single siblings, and, and it's rough out there. <laughs> the pickings are slim. The pickings are slim, and we, we hear about, we get the feedback of what's going on, and like... There are certain questions, even like, you know, I have single parents. And so I've always gotten the tea on what's out there, what's, out there what's the really going on out there. And so I, I tend to be interested um, in what, why aren't we asking forthright questions up front? I, th- I think it's less about the questions and more about the conversation. Because if you have the conversation, those answers come out of those conversations. Like, hey, like, where do you work? What do you do? Like the investment into knowing more about like where are you going with your vision, your dream. Like, what do you mean you work the same job and I know exactly how much you make, but like your account is overdrafted every month? Um, like, how would you know that? I wouldn't know that. Right. I wouldn't know that until, <laughs> and I think that, and I say all that to say that creates the resistance for joining accounts. Like, I don't have that conversation with a lot of people. I'm not afraid to have that conversation with people. I remember it came up one time in the workplace and, um, somebody just, it was a, a lot of married women discussing, um, their accounts and whether they merge accounts with their spouse or whatever. And one woman who had been married for a while, she was a little bit older. She said like, no, nah, like I don't play that. Like, like we got 
got one account. Like, I ain't got time to be keeping up with this, this, and this. And I agreed with her, which I guess signaled that I also do the same thing. But there were other women who were like, no, my mom has always told me to keep my own account and blase, blase, blase. Look, 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 look. We just watched a uh, comedy stand-up and it was a funny joke where this guy was saying that him and his wife decided that like for the first time in life they agreed that they wanted to get divorced it gets better just just listen up just listen okay and they decided they wanted to get divorced but they couldn't afford to get divorced because they didn't, neither one of them had no money. Right. You can't break nothing in half if you both got <laughs> and you ain't negative. got nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they worked so hard so that they could finally create their own living outside of one another because they hadn't had any while they were still married. Like it was their agreement that, okay, we're going to work three years and get our own, you know, get our paper up and Be then we're going to get divorced. Yeah. You know, and then they fell back in love with each other because they realized they were working together. But I say all that to say like, in this part of your marriage, you know, I know people talk about prenups. I know people talk about this and that. I, I can't even sit up here and flat-footedly say that there is anything that I've built in my life that my husband did not help with. I can't say that. Like, that doesn't, like, it's not that, oh my gosh, I you know, I fall at my husband's feet. and you know, No, like, be, who you see is because of him. Like who, like who you see on versa. him? That's because you know what I'm saying. Like there's nothing That's that me. he hasn't had a hand in. When I was doing makeup and I was driving across the city with with these bad, not these, this these cases of makeup. Like he was behind me carrying my lights, taking my pictures. He built my website. He made sure he managed my bookings. Like he didn't have to pick up a brush once, but he had my back. And while so many people want to say it's a one person show, it rarely ever is. Right, and I I, I think. Behind the scenes of a marriage should always be something uniting it. Mm -hmm. And I think God is that that person uniting the marriage. Mm -hmm. And when you start dividing things like finance, finances, financial stuff and bank accounts and, well, I got my little secret thing over here in case she trip out. Or, and she's like, well, I got my stuff over here in case you trip out. It's almost setting yourself up for failure because mm -hmm. next time there's an argument, it's like, well, I got my stuff and I'm, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I knew this would happen. I knew you would do this. Mm -hmm. and it's like your commitment to one another should be forever. You know, and I think something in our vows that we've talked about um, that people say really started to shift in my mind. Why do we say that? We're just going to stick this out. Mm -hmm. There is no whether it's worse or better or whatever. Like it just has to be like I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I'm with you forever. I'm I'm not which you based off of a circumstance, a situation, like I am just going to continue to be with you because one thing about life is it's a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Like there's always stuff happening, stuff happening to me, stuff happening to you. Right. Like if you don't know how to weather those storms together, how then can you say that you're happily married? Mm -hmm. Because happily married doesn't say that you're not going to go through situations or circumstances or uh, the pitfalls and the, the 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 downfalls of life. It just means that yeah, we went through it, but we made it. Right, right. So, um, <laughs> for real, if I didn't have a car, you wouldn't date me. Nah. <laughs> if you were... this is why this is why okay. okay. Let let me let me explain is it, myself. Is it... It's a principle. Not like, me not having a car at like to be specified at 26. at 26, not having a car. Right. Okay. If we met right now at 26 and you did not have a car, I would have a couple of questions like where, I would have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. Me is going to be a couple because I still like it. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, I really like this chick. Okay. 
but something about it means that she's up to something. Like, I don't get it. Like, you're 26. Okay, give me a full profile. Give me give me something more. You're 26, you don't have a car. You could not have a car and have a business and you'd be doing well. Like, I don't need a car. Well, give me more of, like, what you're saying when you say, I don't have a car. Let's say I don't have a car and I don't have a job. What, what do you have? <laughs> like I'm serious. Um, I, I haven't I haven't figured out the profile fully yet. But okay, but okay, I'm I'm saying okay, non-negotiables. Okay, then it Dating wouldn't be a car. Dating at 26, no. non-negotiables. It wouldn't be not a car. My non-negotiable. That would just be questions. Yeah, that would be just a question like, ain't like girl, like it's you. We Why? got our license at 17. Like this nine years of of at least saving, mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have got a car. Mm-hmm. Or like, did it get repo? You like, would you would assume it it was circumstantial, right? Or you would hope it was. I would hope. I wouldn't hope it was like negligence or like, well, my tax return didn't come in, so I couldn't get a new one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be thinking more in that. Like, what's up with? with oh, I keep picking her up from work. Like, I mean, I got work too. Like, or you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would hope you would ask those questions too for me. I would definitely ask. Like a non-negotiable for me is if you were illiterate. Oh wow, yeah. Like that—that that has always been a non-negotiable for me. You've been pretty straightforward about that. I ne- I, I I don't tolerate it well. Yeah, I mean, how do you communicate? If you are in a relationship with an illiterate person, please dial in. And let us know. We won't let them know. Let us know your communication style with this person. Like, do you sign language? Do you like, just call them? Do okay. you not tolerate we, text messages? Do you like, just, just don't say nothing? <laughs> do you just not let them? You know, type your Facebook statuses. And do this, not- is, this is both for men and women because I, I have seen. Um, now that in my environment that I'm in at work where it's like, dang, like you can't spell for real. Like that would be a deal breaker for you. It's a hundred percent a deal breaker and body odor. Body. Yeah. 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 That, that's on my list. I mean, What's that smell? It smells like. I, I think on my list would be that, um, body odor and, uh, crooked smile. Like, I, I don't know how to fix that for you. <clears throat> Like, if you kept smiling at me right now, Patrice, and there's no front two teeth, I'm done. But, so, specifically the front two teeth? Like, I can't be missing no other... I can miss any other tooth, but not the front two teeth? Front two teeth and the ones on the sides? Like... The ones on the side? Like, these... You know, yeah. you know how you know who I'm talking. You know, the, <laughs> I know. God, I know. <laughs> you know. Okay. Oh, I feel. We're oh, going left. This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Where? How did we get here? Talking about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is our non-negotiables as far as, like, if we were dating again. Um, all those things, like, wouldn't matter, honestly. Like, if you if it was still you, I would love you regardless mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. you had a car, whether there was teeth missing or whatever. It's not based off of the circumstance. I know we were joking and all that, but... If you still have an illiterate mate, <laughs> please, shut up, shut up, please shut up. still call in. And let us know what, what accommodations do you give them? Oh, call one eight hundred literate. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, but uh, honestly, like, if I couldn't read, you would help me, right? At least, like, get me a dictionary or something. Okay, so this is my teacher standpoint. Okay, okay. it's the difference between can't read and won't read. 
and mm. a lot of people who haven't read in so long, like just avoiding reading. Like if you were working on it by actively reading or whatever. Like if you came into the room and I'm like, black. But but at that point at 26 and where everything is fully <laughs> developed, I would say, okay, he has a learning disability. If you were, I, I feel like I have like ADD moments like once every two days. So like if there was like a delay but you were trying to help yourself, I would probably be a little more tolerant of it. But if it was like, I'm I'm self-righteous and I just, I just l- l- give me the book, I'm going to read. And you know, doggone what, you ain't got no business like <laughs> reading in front of more than one person, including yourself, then I would I would have an issue with it. Okay, that. okay, okay. Let's move past this. Because, yeah. Okay, this is us. Okay. Anyways, unscripted. Unscripted. Okay. Uh, but let's move into, okay... Those are deal breakers and, you know, everybody has their own little deal breakers. What happens is that at the end of the day, those don't even matter Mm. because you came into the relationship or the the marriage with these unexpected expectations sometimes of your partner. They should look like this. They should talk like this. They should walk like this. And maybe the person that God gave you looks nothing like what you expected. And maybe it's not just about looks. Maybe it's about how they live. You don't know how somebody, who somebody is until you live with them. Everybody was raised differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody um, handles bills differently. One thing I heard that was interesting, I heard someone say that they are in a relationship or they didn't know this about their person until they got married. But let's say I get paid on the 26th. Or one of us gets paid on the 26th, right? <laughs> and we always know, for those who should know, rent is due on the 1st, okay? Always. Always. <laughs> Never miss. And the latest you can t- pay it is on the third. So if somebody got, one of us got paid on the 26th, right? And that was supposed to be the... Um, rent money. That was supposed to be the rent money. But this person knew that they got paid again on the second, that they wouldn't use the money from the check on the 26th. And wait till like the They late. would wait until the second because they, they said they don't want to sit up here and wait and be broke. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And waiting to the second. And me, in my mind, I'm one of those people that the minute we get it, we paying it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like, whatever we don't get a chance to do, best believe these lights going to be on and the, and we're going to have a place to stay. You know what I'm saying? So, I I operate like that. But to know that people operate differently and they're like, no, nah, like, if I got some flex time, I'm going to mess with it. But that's their personal agreement. So, I can't say it's right or wrong. Based off of, like, if that's what they have going on for their household and they're okay with paying the bill no, on the second. absolutely. Like, that's on y'all. Like, I don't care. Like, that's your bill. That's your house. That's 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 your partner mm-hmm. that you're with. That's your uh, husband or wife that you're with. So, it, it I would not infringe upon that. What I would do is just, you know, hey, you have the opportunity to pay something early. Why not do it earlier than later? I would give you a suggestion instead of, like, hey, you should. But see, my purpose of saying that is that people have unexpected expectations. Right, like right. That's not something, again, much like the what do you do with your money conversation that we were talking about a little earlier. Like if you find out, because we really don't ask specifics on first day, or at least I don't think people do. Like, hey, how much do you make? What's your monthly salary? It doesn't uh, sound right. How much you make after taxes? Day. Like nobody asks that. Like that's just kind of something you end up figuring out and it goes into a deeper conversation later. But if you don't ask like, hey, when do you pay your, when you pay your rent? You know what I'm saying? You might end up with somebody that end up paying their rent on the second and, and creeping up to the third. But I, I think with relationships, you evolve to have those having conversations. The more you are 
um, when in love with the person, you're having open, candid conversations of like, hey, um, if we do get married, like, what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what what is your financial situation so that I know what we're getting into or we both know what we're getting into as far as like responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think those conversations happen in counseling rooms with a pastor and a first lady or, you know, even somebody who is trying to see or accountant to see, hey, like, what are you guys working with? Mm-hmm. And I, I believe finance is critical in marriage because things change. Yeah, they do. They change so quick. And money does come and money does go. But the most important thing about finances in marriage is that the finances shouldn't come before the marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, that, the marriage should always be first. Mm-hmm. And the finances shouldn't dictate how we feel about one another. Like, if... You they know? shouldn't, but they should... I think in the dating, uh, in the preparation phase where you know things are getting serious, like I, I don't think anything's wrong with looking for stability. There's nothing wrong with like making sure I would hope somebody is employed before y'all, y'all decide to say yes or I do. Like right. to, but, to know about your living arrangements. Right. But I'm also seeing the other side of the coin because I feel like some, I'm, I'm going to, I might ruffle feathers, but I feel like some women stay on that so long that they don't get to figure out the rest of the man. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he got a good job. Mm-hmm. He got a good car. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he pay his bills. But what about the other features of that person? What mm-hmm. about the other characteristics that make that person? Mm-hmm. So you can have somebody who may, let's say, work at uh, Home Depot mm-hmm. and been there for five years and is a manager, right. loves their job, doesn't make as much as person X. Right. But... They have their stuff together in a row, and person the other person gets paid more, but does not have their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Got loans, got this, got that, and doesn't really know how to manage what they got. Mm-hmm. So I believe that when you're looking for a significant other, and I know now we sound like some, you know, counselors. But listen, <laughs> listen, we are not trying. That's not what. That's this not is not such a ministry. pet peeve of mine. I, I gotta say this. I'm gonna air this, and I'm gonna let it go. I don't like. I don't want to ever feel like the couple that is trying to sell relationship tips. That is an extreme, um, that's like a rash to me. I just don't like it. Um, I don't, I don't feel like there's, that's what you should do. Just sell, um, relationship tips, relationship goals. If look at, look at us. I don't, I, right, I hate if that. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Like, I, that's why I'm mad. I'm indifferent about it. Um, Kind of like you I'm are. not. I'm not indifferent. Like, I don't I, like okay. it. <laughs> I, I'm kind of indifferent. Like I, that's your prerogative. Like if you feel like you, I'm not here to count how you do what you do, and like that's you. If you want to write books about you know get your man on Thursday and it's Wednesday. It's misleading. <laughs> it's misleading. But what I'm saying is that I can't. I don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the book. Right. I haven't That's came true. to the conference. That's true. I don't know what kind of information you're trading back and forth. I just right. see it and I scroll past right. it. Right. What I'm saying when it comes to the information that we're given, particularly today, is that we're not here to say these are the keys for you to find a man or anything like that. We're just having those uh, open, candid conversation to just share with you um, how these things can be missed prior to that marriage stage or even prior to that business stage. Like we we can even talk about a business partner. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're investing into a business together with somebody else Mm -hmm. who is maybe your best friend Mm -hmm. and y'all got, you got 150, 
grand and the other one has a hundred grand and y'all gonna put something together and open up a building but you don't know her financial situation you don't know she's gonna be bankrupt in a month Mm -hmm. or in two months Mm -hmm. this these are conversations you need to have with everybody your Mm -hmm. mama your daddy Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. sister your Mm -hmm. brother like Mm -hmm. hey before we do anything like how are you doing financially financial literacy why is that so taboo uh i think it's it's because of how we've been raised i think i've heard more of my fellow Caucasian friends and and Hispanic brothers and sisters um, and and other races talk more about, you know, what they're going to do with their money. When I was in college, a big thing. Yeah. Their parents had a vision too of what they're going to do with the money. So investing in stocks, I heard the talk all the time, but I never asked the question of like, what is that? And it just seems like talking about money, even whether it's in a relationship or even just like casually and candidly, it can like have a sliding scale of shame or pride. Right. It's like, oh, look at all I got. I got don't, 10 grand. Or don't ask me what I got. You right. Know? And have you ever, you know, been around like, we talked about it briefly with a couple of our friends, like, you know, when you get paid, the feeling, the <laughs> right. pride that puffs up. The very identifiable Right. Feeling. You know, the song that just, the playlist that comes along with the, I got paid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finna do this, do that. Yeah, we always this, know what we're about to do, right? And it's like everything about every, that you should be doing with it just goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And it goes, okay, I, I got to get what I want, not what I need. Yeah. And I think what we're having in this conversation is like, what are the needs that you're looking for, not just in a significant other, but also in yourself. You can't be pointing out flaws in somebody's financial situation. You got flaws in yours. I think that what um, the financial situation typically like is a manifestation of is like the sacrifices that you're not willing to make. And that sh- and that reflects on your character. Like we recently have been on this whole, we got food at home all 2020 because like one, these restaurants, like these folks be be coughing all over your food, got dirt up under their fingernails, got booty fingers, got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. You know, and if you don't know what booty fingers is, <laughs> there's no, there's no fingernails. It's right. Like their nails rubber. are bent down to the nub and like, it's just mostly, <laughs> not the nub. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Like we're coming from, for illiterate people. Booty and, then, and then they got Cheeto dust stuck up in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you just look oh, like you Lord. should not be touching anybody's food, but your own. Right. Like. And their hand just, they delivering that Wendy's bag to you and you're like, Lord, Or like when I ask you for like ketchup or something, you just throw it on top of my fries or something. And I'm like, that is disgusting. Yeah, even when you're getting pizza and they put the the mozzarella and the cheese and they stick it in to that little slot and it touches your pizza. Like, don't do that to me. Nah, hand it to me, Don't do that to me. Put it in the bag. Have some cool. Or you see the chef in the back and they ain't got no, nobody's glove on. They back there sniffing, (laughs) they sweating over your food, wiping their nose, wiping their eyes. Little, little bits of your little pizza. And I was like, you know how I'm not going to go out? Like, how all of y'all, not all of y'all, but how so. so many folks are just so, like, obsessive about this coronavirus and, oh, my gosh, this and, oh, my gosh. I'm like, were we not at all cognizant of germs before? Right. Like, were we not at all cognizant of the things and the damage that could happen to the things we intake and we ingest before? It's crazy. I heard a comedian say this about this. It's now that we're shifting into this corona or whatever whatever we're about to talk about but when it comes to like the coronavirus that a comedian says y'all are so worried about corona but i'm worried about you how you go out on weekends and sleep with random girl one two wow. and three 
with nobody's condom. But now you calling me talking about I need to buy a mask. Can I can I shift gears and stir the pot? Go ahead. Does body count matter before marriage? It depends. <laughs> it depends. It, it really does. Like it depends on how. It depends how like I can only speak from a man's perspective. But for me, like, it depends on, like, how I feel. Am I comfortable with that conversation? Mm -hmm. Like, is that number okay with me? Like, or is it like, whoa, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Like, it does matter. It does matter to a point, to be honest. No, it definitely matters. It definitely matters. But but when we say matter, like, I think so many people want to run with it and be like, oh, well, like, if it's this number, then we just can't do this. Nah, for me... To be specific, to be sp- I almost said Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> to be Pacific. And Atlantic. There's the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, but some of you pronounce specific as Pacific. The word is specific. The ocean is Pacific. For more tips, buy the book Axe or Ask, The African American Guide to Better English at blackenglish.com. And Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> For me, what mattered the most was the honesty behind it. Mm-hmm. I believe that some women will go into an, and say five or six or two, but really you got to multiply that number and you find that out later and you're like, wait, like you you could have just told me off the rip. Like I would still like you. Do people want honesty when they're trying to like somebody? I do. I do too. I definitely appreciate yeah. it. I, I think that's what makes the relationship real. Like if we can't be honest, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like if if we're out here like, yeah, you know, I got this and it's really not that. And, you know, like let's say by by certain circumstance like that person, we run into him and it's like, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Oh, awkward. And and same thing for men. Like, how do you feel about that? Body count. Uh, I think that was like one of like our second or third conversation with each other. Mm-hmm. That, that was like very candid, very open, very like, oh yeah, by the way, this, you know what I'm saying? Because I, to me, it was very important that, um, one, whoever I got with, um, not got with, I, we talking about body count, I'm saying got with, <laughs> but when I met Tweety and I knew that it was kind of taking a serious turn, um, I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to air all. Because, like, I'm just like, look, you either with it or you not. Like, I ain't, ain't no point in sitting up here trying to, you know, fluff and, and scoot and boot and, you know, make it, make it feel like create an image of myself that is untrue, that I cannot sustain. Um, it's more important for you to know who I am. So, did it matter? Yeah, it definitely matters because I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know how many miles you got on you. Um, but I definitely understood and respected honesty behind it as well. Um, that is that is by far the, the first thing. I think it matters because I care about the honesty and I care about um, where you are with it too because sometimes we just end up doing things when we just don't know and we're just completely ignorant of what's going on with our bodies and what are we doing with our spirit or who are we sharing um, these experiences with but we just never end up coming back to ourselves and saying okay was that something I'm proud of I believe for me <clears throat> those are, that's one of the things that made one of the things that made me fall in love with Patrice and it was her honesty towards not just that but just towards the everything in the relationship, her being an open book and saying, here I am. 
I, I'm, I'm going through all these different things. This is what I want. This is what I need. Like the straight up forwardness that we had with one another really opened up for a, you know what? Let's talk about everything. Why don't we? Mm-hmm. And for me, now looking back at it, it didn't, that wasn't the final say. Oh man, you got too much body count. You got too little body count because it could be both. It's like, you're not experienced for my kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm used to, uh, I, you know, people out there, they, they prefer a certain number mm. to say, you know, this is what I'm used to. But for me, it was more like, you know, I really love this woman. I really want to be with her. And to me, it, it didn't matter um, whether it was just one or none. It was just a matter of like, just be honest with me. Mm-hmm. Let me know where you are and I'll let you know where I am. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough. I don't think that conversation is easy because you never want to see your your person with another person or even right. a thought right. of your person with another person. Right. But you have to realize that that's a reality for most people, yeah. you know, in the in the world that we live in. And me and Patrice talked about just educating our younger men and women about mm-hmm. like you don't have to go through you what we sure went through. Don't. You like, sure don't. You don't have to. It is not a rite of passage. Right. You don't have to put your car up on <laughs> right. the lot right. and say, "Hey, it's available for a test drive." Right. You can truly sit up and just like I, I think it's beautiful when men and women like hold their body as sacred. And preserve themselves for marriage. Right. No matter what age. And even if it's like, man, I'm just going to go back and be abstinent. Like it's better to do that than expose yourself to anything and everything and call yourself, uh, there's a new word they're coming up with uh, or a new acronym for somebody who gives themselves off um, to the world and just racks up bodies Mm -hmm. um, for both men and women. And they're calling it a beautiful thing. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not a free thing because there's consequences behind that. Shifting gears. I know that was deep, deep. Uh, But I I believe that we're living in a day and age where we do need to have more open and candid conversations to where we kind of touch on everything. Yeah. Especially in marriage, especially in business. If you are your, if you are the only person in your business, you should be talking to yourself more than anybody else. <laughs> you need to be having daily meetings. Right. In your car. Yeah. In your office. Right. To yourself. Right. If you're contemplating business, um, I definitely think, you know, I know some folks, they like, you know, they're in the middle of a career and they want to make a business shift. They want to, um, you know, they got the green light from their spouse and they just want to build those things. Um, go after it. Do it. Create the framework for it. You know what I'm saying? Like start the intake process of whatever it is that you're doing um, so that you can just grow that thing. I think business can be so scary. But the reason why I correlated it to marriage and not that it even holds the same sacred no, capacity that marriage does. But it's just the um, I think the willingness to do it. Like the willingness to do it is almost comparable. It's like, am I willing to do and face the unknown? Right. And, and you're you're starting off and you're being thrown into an ocean and all you got is a raft and you keep seeing people come by and they got these big old yachts and you're like, when am I going to get on the yacht? When am I going to get on the <laughs> ship? Like you're 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 busy just trying to find out, like, what does it take to be on that next level? Right. But what I'm telling you, the raft is the best place to be. Mm. Come on, tell us why, Pastor. The bottom of the raft or just being in a raft causes you to think of better. What do you see that is wrong with the yacht? What do you mm-hmm. see that is wrong with the, the social media-ness of business? You're at the perfect business? level to dream and develop. Right. You are looking up 
and down at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're just looking down. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the next level looks mm-hmm. like. They're, they're comfortable. They're comfortable. Wow. So the hunger that I have to push me to the to push yes. us to the next level yeah. is not predicated on what I want. It's mm-hmm. predicated on I'm hungry for this. Yes. My stomach is rumbling and yes. I got to get to the other side of that yacht. Yes. I want to get to the island. Forget the yacht. Keep the yacht. You keep moving in the ocean. I want the island. I want the trees in it. I want the animals in it. Like, I want to create an impact and not just a moment. Yes, yes. And most people are looking for a moment. You yeah. see me. I yeah. was on that commercial. Right. So what? Look at all that I've done. Look at all that I've accomplished. Right. And the job is not the yacht. <laughs> no, <laughs> To no, make it very no. clear. It's not even the raft. This is not a job bashing moment because love obviously, a job. obviously we are employed. No, I love a job. <laughs> I you know what I'm saying? Oh, I am a jo- I am a job going sister. You know what I'm saying? Like nine I go five, five I goes. Okay, need Look, it because right now in this season, like that's what we need. Um, Can't but, function without it. But to understand that the job, the true job security is the Lord. Like to know that like there is nobody. I don't care how good people make things look. I don't care who they work for, what the company benefits are. I don't care if this employer has massage, ma- massage therapists coming out to massage your neck and so, your back every Tuesday. L- l- let's talk about that. Um, just started a recent a new job. And in this job, their focus, okay, is to make you feel like you are a part of something. Mm-hmm. Make you feel like this could be a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. And for you to not ultimately know your worth. Because mm. when you start knowing your worth in the job that and the description that you're doing in it or your description that you're doing the job in, you'll realize that, wait a minute, I am worth more than what you're paying me. Mm-hmm. But due to the amenities that you're giving me, the whether it's a free gym or the, the, the free coffee in the morning. Oh, free coffee. You're set up. You got donuts. It ain't hustle blends, though. No, it's not. So we don't <laughs> drink that. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> but anyways, I, what I was saying is that, man, never fall in love so much with being comfortable that you don't realize what's out there for you. Don't let other th- other people set the plate for you if you know exactly what you're trying to eat. You yeah. Don't, you don't let that happen. And so, again, it's not job bashing. Right now, Love a job. we need our job. Clock in <laughs> you faithfully. Know, you know what I'm saying? But to be extremely transparent, like nobody is so secure that you can't get fired. Right. Nobody is so secure that you're not replaceable. I think I am highly valuable to my workplace. I think you will only get one Patrice and Gwenny up in this building. And that's a fact. But believe that. But Patrice and Gwenny is replaceable. Right. The minute I say something, do something, look a certain way that you ain't feeling it. Out I know. I know. I th- there's somebody else waiting for it. So I can't ever get so comfortable. Oh, my 401k, they gonna match it. They gonna do this. They gonna do. No, like start securing yourself. Like if you feeling that entrepreneurial itch, like before you even press publish on your website or whatever, like start thinking about the way you gonna move this money and sustain your bills and sustain your monthly expenses so that you could be all right and not be looking super crazy if anything pops off because when i tell you stuff can pop off <laughs> hey you talking the pop to the off right ones. is real and to be transparent like being let go of a job is a very humbling experience yeah i'll speak from experience for me it was like a 
dang yeah, y'all, y'all let go of everybody? Yeah. Everybody, everybody, including you, the boss, yeah. you gone, it's bankrupt, it's done? And it was like, oh, like, wow, like, this is possible. Yeah. And I started, instead of walking in the shoes of the employee, I started walking in the shoes of the employer right. and seeing the mistakes that he made in order to okay, I'm going to make that a learning lesson Mm -hmm. for our business. Mm -hmm. This is how you don't do it. Everything is a note-taking experience. Everything. It's an OFG. Everything is OFG. Opportunity for growth. Every single thing. So wherever God is leading us and he's pushing us, like I'm like, nah, man, OFG, like it's not a failure. Even if it's an uncomfortable moment, I don't care if, if somebody were to call me in and tell me everything that my performance was has been poor all year long and everything. Like, that is an opportunity for growth. I'm never at this point going to miss an opportunity for growth. I'm never going to get so caught up in criticism. Yeah, my feelings may be hurt. Yeah, I may not be feeling the way you talk. But okay, all right, boss up. Let me find out a way that you can never play me like this again. Let me find out a way that I can make sure that I am such an incredible employee because I don't want to be an, an incredible employee to please my boss necessarily. Please God. I understand the order of things and you do everything as if you will do it onto God. But also it, it increases me and my mentality when it comes back to my business. What kind of, I, I have to be the first example of what an employee is for Hustle Blends, for Faith Boss, for anything else, for Freedom Reigns. I have to be the first em- example of that employee. And if I'm a sorry employee, so many people, the, it's not arguable because it's totally based upon your experience, but people will say like, oh, one of the clearest signs <laughs> that you are meant to be an employer is that you are a toxic employee. I think that it's completely untrue, but that is my opinion. I think that you have to show signs of being a credible employee and be able to show like how dedicated you are coming to work on time because it shows you like, okay, I value punctuality. So this is the standard I'm going to set for the people I'm trying to hire. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person who thinks very outside the box. Some people just don't understand me mm-hmm. and some people really understand me. Um, but f- this is for both. If you understand me or you don't understand me, you're, you're going to understand this. Um, <laughs> when it comes to God-given ideas and God-given vision, there is nothing that replaces that. When right. it's God-given, like, you can't even replace his idea. Right. And the running with part is predicated just on you. God has nothing to do with that except you have to say, you know what, God, I heard you. Yeah. I'm running. Yeah. And too many times we get stuck in that, do I run? Do I crawl? Do I stop? Do I go? And God is like, you should have been gone years ago. Yeah. And now you see the people lapping, you know, and going in circles. Even (laughs) if they don't have a God vision, they have a self vision. Oh, somebody felt that riding in their car, didn't they? You know, they're like, dang, that was a good idea. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Right. And some people out here would just like, man, self-made ideas, but they believe in it so much. That it comes, it's a principle. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. And they apply faith to it, even if they don't believe in God. Right. And it works. It works, yeah. And you hear them talking all the time, man, I did it on my own. You know, I did it by myself. I'm self-made this. I'm like, it's unrighteousness. Yeah. It's self-righteousness. 100%. But guess what? It works. They believed it and they were consistent. Yeah. So whatever it is, being molded and shaped with those opportunity for growth moments with failure only is gonna if you see more the more failure in your circumstance, that means that God is grooming you for something greater. Come on. That Come means on. that He is putting you in a place to where all those failures are gonna be opportunities for you to learn something and glean something to apply to something else. Absolutely. 
So anytime I've been faced with a challenge, it's almost like a blessing. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we tend to see blessings as money and this and that and it's monetary. But sometimes the blessing is in the lesson. Come on. And so for me, I I never want to miss a lesson that God is giving me through a circumstance. Mm -hmm. Which for me was like a a month and a half or more like two. (laughs) Of like sit your butt down and figure this out. Mm -hmm. And get closer with me. So if God is calling you out there, entrepreneurship is not pretty. It doesn't look good. Starting is the hardest part. But also another hard part is like sustaining. sustaining. And uh, hey, like how do we talk about this? How do we grow our business? How do we get it to the next level? And be seen. And it's like, no, man, I stopped worrying about that. Mm -hmm. I don't worry. Like I'm not worried about being seen. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about doing what God said. And if you ever find yourself where you, you feel like you could be on the edge with your job or you feel like um, you want to push your business, but you we can't treat our business like a side gig. This is something my husband has, has told me and it's sinking in and it's definitely taking root in my mind that we can't treat the business like a side business. We can't treat it like, oh, this is just something we do when we get home or I do this on the side. No, you treat this like, like you clocking into it because if something were to happen, <laughs> mm-hmm. If something were to ever happen, the chat, it has, and uh, <laughs> and there is no more job to go into, right? the The first thing you gonna do is go home, hit that business like you ain't never hit it before. And we can't treat it like the side chick. Like we can't treat it like the the thing that we go after when there's no more availability at, uh, here, or there's no. Oh, more. when you have time for it, right? So always attack it the way you see fit. If it's is Treat it like this is the way you're going to eat. Treat it like this is the way you're going to feed your kids. This is the way you're going to keep your lights on. Treat it like this is how I am going to survive. And when you start doing that, you're going to do more than survive. You're going to thrive. And then keep that work ethic up. I think of, when when I think of Hustleblings, which is great coffee, by the way. It's amazing. Amazing. Great. um, Perfect. Perfect for your Monday morning. Folgers, what? Starbucks, what? I mean, community coffee? What is that? Who wants community coffee? Great tasting coffee. I mean, I love it. You'll love it too. Check it out www.hustleblends.com. Hustleblends with a Z. All right. So, when we think about, when I think, when I personally think about Hustleblends, right? And I think about our business. I don't think about just you and me. Mm-hmm. I think of two generations ahead of us, like yeah. our great grandchildren, like you know, or or what? What is the lineage that's going to be passed down? You can't pass down a job. No, you can't. Ain't nowhere I've seen the teacher be like, "Yeah, my son, my my daughter, my son, about to inherit this," and I'm gonna give them my teacher certificate. No, they gotta go earn that for themselves. Like they yeah. gotta go put in the work, yeah. just like you did. Right. But I know with the business, I could be like, "This building, yours. You ain't even born. We ain't even thought of your name yet." But your name already on here. Right. Yeah. This this land it's yours. Yeah. This 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 millions that, that that's here that, that that's for our children. Right. That's for our community. That's for our church. That's right. for right. the 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 things that we're building to unto God. Yes. Because when we get these things, like I don't believe God gave us hustle blends for Tweety and Patrice. Absolutely. I, not. I believe you yawning know, again. I'm sorry. You need some hustle blends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you told me I had a sultry commercial. Anyways, uh, <laughs> like you, you doing the R and B version <laughs> at Benetti's. At <laughs> <laughs> Inside jokes. I mean, by the way, for grown, for grown. <laughs> okay, I just gotta share this. Okay, y'all, if you ever, if you're in the DFW area and you listen to 105.7 <laughs> ever, there is this commercial, and 
once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Yeah, it's the this black guy. Man voice. He has this voice, and it, he's like, only at Fidetti's for grown folks. Come out today for grown folks. <laughs> anyway, it's really funny to us. But anyway, okay, go ahead, Tweety. So, man, I just want to encourage y'all um, that it, it is hard starting a business and maintaining it for, I don't know, even if it's been two months, three months, it is hard. Yeah, it is. It is not the easiest of things to do. Mm-hmm. So you just doing it by itself is like you need a round of applause. Mm-hmm. But also, just as much as you criticize yourself, also pat yourself on the back for the things that you you are doing mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in your finances, your marriage, your relationships. Because sometimes we elevate the negativity more than the positivity. Mm-hmm. Like we'll look at somebody's negativity and be like, that's all they are. Yeah. You always going to be this. Right. But we don't look at the positive things that they're doing. So I'll also uplift one another, not only in prayer, but also in like, hey, man, like, how are you doing? Accountability, being responsible with our money, mm-hmm. not just because we're black business owners, just because we are business owners. Yes. Take away the Absolutely. first stuff. Absolutely. Like, I want us to get to the level where I don't hear anybody else say that I'm a Mexican business owner. I don't no. hear that. Nobody says it. I'm a business owner. Is it, and I happen to be Hispanic. I happen to, you know, mm-hmm. that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we get so caught up in that, that we don't have quality mm-hmm. in our business. We don't have quality in our merchandise. We mm-hmm. don't have quality in our customer relationships. Right. Because we're like, they're just buying because we're black. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody ever buying because we're at black. All. I all. want you to buy it because the quality is great. Mm-hmm. And it's presented to you at a timely manner. Mm-hmm. It's it's good coffee. It's good business. And, and we're able to deliver upon what you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And as you grow, you'll realize that, man, I don't need a crutch to stand on who I am and what I'm doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's that time of the podcast where we start to add tax. We've named this area of our podcast add tax because after you end up adding everything up, there's always a little bit more to add that adds a little bit more value to what you already purchased. So we are going to add tax. This is the part where we just kind of let you know things we're working towards, things, some, some wisdom. We got some things that we are wanting to pursue um, and just some gems, some notable gems some words of wisdom to for you to take with you so um Tweety, you want to go first um yes um uh, for me i'm working on being more vulnerable i believe as black men as men period uh we tend to not be vulnerable in areas that we are weak in mm-hmm. or even strong in in assisting one another to uh, really learn from and glean from one another. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's something that we are taught not to even show our emotions. I was mm-hmm. like, well, why why don't you show your emotions? Sometimes you've asked me, why didn't you cry on our wedding day? <laughs> and so like for years I've been sitting there and I'm like, why didn't I? Uh-huh. Why didn't I? Uh-huh. And it's like, I wasn't taught that that was the emotion mm-hmm. that, you know, and I never want to fake an emotion just to please somebody. Right. So how do I communicate per- properly what I want Mm -hmm. not just in marriage but also in business what is that vision I want to articulate if somebody is asking me what is the next goal for hustle blends Mm -hmm. I can be able to say x y and z and we have that in in writing but I want to be able to uh, uh, take it to that next level to where it's like now we talking m's like I just don't want a hundred thousand I want this Mm -hmm. and also knowing not to settle Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard a story of and I I know this is ad tax but I want to share this um a story of a company that was 
offered eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. for the company straight up. Like, we'll take the company, give us 800000 and the person took it. Mm-hmm. Took 800000 gave them the company. The company ended up making $8.1 million Right. Because that person didn't understand the worth mm-hmm. of what they created. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to ever be in a position where somebody's like, ah, I love the name, I love this, I love that, and um, I want to be your partner for 10% of your company, and we mm-hmm. just give it to them. We end up, you know, mm-hmm. like settling mm-hmm. because we were rushing for the process. We sell the vision. Right, and, yeah. and never selling the vision and on a private matter. Um, that's private too, kind of. But um, on a private matter, for me, I want to be a better husband daily mm-hmm. and finding different ways to please you, um, run our household better, be a better leader um, for our church. Leader. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but it's you. always better. Yeah, I'm letting you know I see you. Oh, thank you. Um but um, also for our church, our our youth, um, and, you know, taking Hustle Blunts to that next level and just sacrificing some more. That's it. Yeah. Um, my ad tax, um, adding some value to your everyday life, I guess. Um, one thing I've learned about myself, and um, I feel like I should have learned sooner, but I'm glad I finally did, is that on my good my best or my worst days, the same thing. It should not affect my effort. Um, That no matter how I'm feeling, that cannot, should not affect my performance, Mm. um, regardless of how I feel. And so what I've learned um, is that in doing workouts, I'm 30 pounds for my heaviest. Yes. Um, I have a long way to go. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, man. Yeah, you know, you drop 50, I mean, you get that Louis V bag. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, drop, I, drop that thing on you. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I got some bets placed um, with my husband. That I, I have some things that I want if uh, when I get to my certain goals. But um, anyway, yeah, man. Like no matter what, um, whether I had a, I had a terrible migraine the other day, but I was like, I'm gonna go to the gym. Um, irregardless. I'm, irregardless, <laughs> which is not a word. Please don't say that. If you have an illiterate partner, please <laughs> anonymously write it into us so that we can help oh, you. Oh, we can do the strawberry letter. <laughs> <laughs> write in anonymously. We will not reveal your identity. Um, but, <laughs> but seriously, like I was able to do things that I, I didn't feel like doing, things I didn't think I could do, but it was all a matter of my mindset and my will to push past it. Um, spiritually, um, growing to a place of full vulnerability, like my husband said, you know, we, we for a long time as a couple individually have dealt with pride. Tweety, you're messing with the sound, baby. Oh, sorry. Um, have dealt with pride, have dealt with, um, you know, just, just trying to protect ourselves so much, but to know that God truly does fight all of our battles and that to be vulnerable to what, like who can hurt us? Who, who can say something that is so damaging to us? Who can, who on this earth that has red blood cells and breathes the same oxygen I do can crush my body, my soul, and my spirit. Who can do that? Nobody. So to to be vulnerable, hey, this is it. This is our story. It may help somebody. It may bring somebody else to the light. It may have somebody ask questions about God. Um, as a as an employee, um, to be a better, brighter, more dedicated employee, because I, I've my attitude has showed its its ugly head so many times with the things I just simply don't want to do. Like when you kind of get to that place where you're like, I just don't want to do this. And this is just where you at. It's a very rebellious place to be. So, so I'm encouraging anybody who may possibly be dealing with remnants of that. 
um, to stay to stay dedicated to the course. But all in all, remember that you can do things on you can do hard things on hard days. You could push past. Always um, expand your capacity. Get around. Get in the room with people who are doing more than you. Get in the room with people who are um, exceeding, and and get get in the room with people who are talking a language you don't even know. You don't even understand it. They talking about all this different stuff, and you just feel like the smallest person in the room. Be in that room because there is a piece of you. I heard Sarah Jakes Roberts say, you know, if you have a broken language, you can get at the table with somebody and at least understand a word or two. You know what I'm saying? But you can build up your vocabulary in that way so go with your broken language go with the piece of business that you know and go to a networking mixer go meet some people who have been doing this thing for years Mm -hmm. you can learn something from anybody you can learn something from a rock learn how to be still and shut up and be quiet and be solid you know what i'm saying so everything everything is an opportunity for growth and that is my adding of text i love that i love that you know we, for a long time, I, w- I was trying to define what hustle blends and what million dollar conversation means to me personally. And for me, it means an opportunity to help you uh, avoid the mistakes that we have made and and also teach you some w- some things that we have learned along the way of building our company to what it is and growing um, as a couple, growing as individuals. So never feel alone. And I think that the more we grow together, because I believe you're part of our million dollar conversations. So we're growing together. We're learning together. Um, let's kick it to the next level. On the next episode, Like we're, we want some, we're going to be putting some stuff on the story, on our Instagram for you to, Really participate. I want you guys to be a part of some of the questions that we ask. This is a community. Yeah. What was your OFG this week? Remember, OFG stands for Opportunity for Growth. Yeah. And we always have opportunities for growth. You never know if you're going to meet your next investor in the elevator. Mm -hmm. And you got to pitch that true elevator. uh, What is it called? Pitch? Yeah, elevator speech. Yeah. Yeah. you, You have to pitch that to them. And you you don't know what that looks like. Why don't mm-hmm. you practice it every mm-hmm. morning on your way to work? Mm-hmm. There's always time. So I've removed time as an excuse. Mm. Remove the, oh, my calendar, I can't fit in. And yes, you can. You have 15 minutes to call somebody. Mm-hmm. You have 15 minutes to write it down on your calendar or to say, I'm going to meet, I'm going to make an intentional thing to meet with somebody who knows this or call mm-hmm. them. And, you know, people always book, you know, mm-hmm. consultations. Yeah. <laughs> So. But don't be so quick that, that, that I'm going to be real quick with this. You know, it's a lot of people that are doing like business consultations and that's don't fine. Pay no, uh, I'm not going to say don't pay nobody. But. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I feel like it's, it's worth it to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and they know their craft. Now, however, for these paid phone calls I pay for... <laughs> Uh, let me tell you, let me, you know. <laughs> Only thing I'm paying for on the phone is Metro. I'm just going to keep it. I'm not, I'm not paying you my phone bill to talk to you for 10 minutes. Uh, but what I, what I mean, Sorry. what I mean by okay. that, I wasn't going there. Um, it was pretty much, you know, to say the, the dream is not for sale. You know what I'm saying? And so many people will sell modules 
phone consultations, Skype consultations. Let me tell you where there's an error in your business. Let me tell you, like the dream is not for sale. Nobody can understand that vision like you can. So I would say flesh out, if you're in the position of dream mode and you're trying to get to development and you're in discovery mode, keep on fleshing it out. Get with somebody you trust and just really start, you know, then saying like, you know, if, if if you're meeting with anybody, it should be about how to structure a business, not about if the, the validity of your content. That's all I got to say. All I got to say is this. They got Google. You got Google. Don't they though? They got answers from Google. You can get answers from Google. They got YouTube. You have YouTube. You only pay for what you don't know. That's true. And you pay for convenience. Right. So your dream is never a convenience. Right. So if if you feeling cool paying that little 90 for 10 seconds or 10 minutes, by all means, do that. But it's not going to be that thing that pushes your business to the next level. (laughs) You have all that you need right now, wherever you are, in your car, at home, talking to your business partner, your friends. Like You have that in that. Even this conversation, you have enough. To start. And but but even with that being said, you can still extend past what you currently have. Right. But do not place your confidence in somebody into else. what what you know, oh, this person has a hundred thousand followers, like I, they could tell me, you know, how to build my following and everything. You know, it's it's just not, you know what I mean? But Keep anyway. the followers. Give me give Give me a community of people who actually love my product. Who are engaging in my product. Who right. are boosting my product. Who are willing to share my product with other people. But that's with that it. being said, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was, oh, so I'm, I'm the DJ Envy of this. Okay. <laughs> or no, you are. And I guess I'm Angelique. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, man, thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see y'all next week on episode number Trace. Trace. And please let us know any um, recommendations you have for Million Dollar Conversations. But other than that, we hope you enjoyed it. We will be forwarding your bill to you uh, soon. Um, The invoice is coming. All right. OFG.